You only get into, out of the game what you put into it, Shelley. Mm-hmm. And I put everything into it I could and still do for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you yeah. regret that at all? Oh, yeah, I regret, oh, I regret it very much, yeah. Somebody said the football's a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that. You are listening to Man Marking, the podcast that uses football as a vehicle to encourage men to become more comfortable talking about their mental health. Welcome to the Friday Football Show. My name is Dan Reed. Today is Friday the 5th of November. And if you're looking for fireworks, then you have come to the right place. I'm joined, as always, by two men who are, you know, very likely to light up the night sky. It's Ann Tolson and it's Ryan Pulford. How are we, fellas? And you look pleased by that description. I, I've read it before, and um, I was just interested in how it'll come out, and it sounded bloody wonderful. That's great. That's great. That's great. Ryan, any any comments, thoughts, notes? Like it. It's positive, isn't it? That's it. Start thought, as you mean to go on. That's what I thought. I thought you know, I'm out of isolation now. Mm. First day out. I've spent it with you boys mm. this evening, and uh, you know, I'm I'm ready. I'm happy. You know, you you've come in here like a like a pair of Catherine wheels, <laughs> and uh, they're mad fireworks, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. There's no need for them. Yeah. My, um, my it's like, oh, look, I, I made a wheel out of it. Why? <laughs> why why <laughs> have you done that? You just burned a hole in my fence. Why have you done that? Or you'd fall off and everyone would lose the shit. <laughs> Not knowing where it's going. Pirouetting around. <laughs> you broke like, the chimney. Yeah, what have you done? <laughs> my, uh, when we were, we were kids, my mum said, oh, I'll do a fireworks display in the garden. Uh, and so uh, my brother Mark was too scared to go outside. So we sat and watched them out the window from the upstairs bedroom mm. and uh, my dad and I went out into the garden and my mum used a milk carton cut in half to put the fireworks in bloody hell and it fell over of and course she it did. fired the firework at me and my dad went along the side of the hedge and exploded on the French windows and my dad said it genuinely hit the side of my face as it went past, like just cushioned him as he went past. <laughs> so we went inside, and then my mum did the rest of it on her own in the garden while the rest of us hit upstairs. <laughs> We've had many moments like that in ours, and my sister was hit by a firework that fell, and we had a bonfire. Oh, yeah. Goes up, came in. She was inside all day. She was like, not coming out, not coming out. Came out, sat down, it just went... <laughs> <laughs> Came out the fire, she had a scar for years, oh, eh? it was dead bad. We were all like, I was like, oh, she made it by a firework. <laughs> she wasn't, but she was. Yeah. yeah just yeah. parents shouldn't be allowed anywhere near no, them. Leave I've, it to the professionals. It seems to me as though there are a lot less, da- more dangerous things that you're allowed to do, like that you're not allowed to do. And then it's like fireworks. You are, you're just like, do I need like a license for this? Anyone going to test me? No, yeah. here you go. Can I do it? Do I, do I need to be sober? No, not really. No, here's vodka with it. Uh, and, and just do whatever you wish. Yeah. And instructions, light the bottom of it on fire. Here's some explosives. Uh, do you want some stew as well? <laughs> yeah. um, Maybe a hot dog? I don't know. I, I don't really like fireworks, personally. I think they're, sh- I think they're shit. I like enjoying them from afar, but yeah. it's just a good, annoying. A good display is fine, but I mean, if it goes on for too long, then it's like... Well, well we all live by Trammies Ground. Did you hear them the other day? Mate, I live in Trammies Ground. It was, it was nuts, wasn't it? I live in the cow shed end of the tram. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking so loud. So the loud. Thing, the thing that... See, when... Well, I used to go to the ones in Birkenhead Park for people who live on the Wirral. Mm. And uh, when everyone was looking up, going, ah, I used to turn the other way and go, 
the fuck is everyone looking at? And uh, Jesus Christ, didn't get oh. any laughs then either. Oh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to some football chat, which is what the listeners have come here for, not for us to drone on. So, to get us started, I want something you've enjoyed, something you haven't enjoyed from this week of football. And Ant, I'm going to come to you first. James Tavernier's goal, Tavernier, not Tavernier, 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 Tavernier. Yeah, his goal, fucking unbelievable. Yeah, no, I haven't oh. seen it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gorge on it. Rangers have been leave. in this uh, situation where they keep going behind. Very yeah. well documented. Bevis Mugabe scored for Motherwell. Bit of a weird goal. That's a, a bit, great bit name. Scrappy Rangers leave a man free in the middle of the penalty area. McGregor makes a bit of a meal of the save because he's a bit like he's like forty odd, isn't he? Yeah, he's old. And um, same age as our centre half. Yeah, Rangers have to turn <laughs> it around. The ball, <laughs> I think, ball comes in from the left, like loops up. And just it absolutely hits it flush. You know, like Reese James has scored a couple recently. Where he's Mate, just, that was so like, funny. Just bang them in. I was looking at it, I was going, Oh, you know when you're like, Oh, that's a good goal. Something about a right back scoring. I don't know and if it's something to do with the angle. Against Motherwell. Well. Against Motherwell, yeah. What Ryan is uh, what Ryan is wanting oh, yeah. us to bring up there, not so subtly. Some is, more goal. Uh, a goal <laughs> a goal he scored against Motherwell in a tournament that we played in many years ago where he hit it from I'm gonna say twenty five yards out and it hit every single person on the pitch and dribbled I, into I the think bottom I was corner. Eight yards out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to get it big it up for you. Big goal. Went on to win the tournament. Um speaking of Taverniers. Hmm. Ryan and I were watching the uh, EFL highlights on Quest a couple of weeks ago, mm. and I was saying about was because going to be quite a bit of championship talk on tonight's show. Oh, there's one in there, isn't there? For uh, Marcus yeah. Tavernier. Are they related? Brother, yeah, yeah, brother. brothers. I oh, think okay. he's the worst player in the entire football league. That's so mean. I know just, he's not even that bad. <laughs> so he's mean. one of those players who I think he's fooled everyone into thinking that he's good because he looks like a footballer. Like when bit he gets like, a bit it, like yourself. I never played for fucking Middlesbrough. I think he's the opposite. And he's terrible. I think oh, that is much like better than he looks. Yeah. Like. Cheers, mate. Actually, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't think he's any good. I think he's rubbish. Every time I see him, I'm like, he doesn't. He's so bad. He, he's one of those players where he gets it, and you think this he's quite is fast. Isn't he? If you're even in your you're in an attacking position, he's in a, like a winger. It, it's going to end up worse for our team after you've had it than before you had it. Oh, I think that's harsh. I just don't like him. Warnock probably loves him. Oh, I'm Marcus. Oh, come bloody on, Marcus. lovely. When you ask your brother, he wants to come now. Be whatever else. What didn't you like from football this week? Was it Marcus Tavernier's performance against Luton because it was terrible? <laughs> no, probably Tramia's performance against Mansfield. Oh, I watched the highlights and I was like, oh, that's gone well, lads. We always, um, when we got promoted that league two last time, we had a disappointing defeat away at Mansfield. Really. Shook us into life, didn't it? Yeah, they just mm. looked terrible. It's just, it was one of them games where you're just like, oh, well, I'm not going to let it ruin me Saturday, but it was a bit rubbish. It was an absolutely yeah. bog standard lose 2 0 away from home, and absolutely nothing happens. Yeah. One of them, wasn't it? Yeah. Terrible. But yeah, you know, such is life being a Tramia fan. Mm. We should have all got used to it by now. It's still hard to get used to it, though. It's nah, a bit I like, proper oh. didn't care, me. That's was, what I mean. That's the worst thing about care. it. You're just like, oh, I don't really mind. The problem is getting sucked in and out of it because yeah. the other week we were going like every game and moving it. And we looked like Buying we were going to be... Scotch pies from Carlisle exactly. and stuff like that. We thought... Man, you went to Harrogate on a Tuesday night. Exactly. That might have been where I got COVID as well. It was literally about three games ago. I know. And now we're like, I don't even care. Do no, well, it's not, it's not <laughs> like I don't care at all. It's just, if I'm not there and I can't watch it, I'm a bit like... 
it's just going to be stressful. To be fair, if I paid ten pounds to watch that, I'd be like fuming. Yeah, true. But I mean, we were going to go, weren't we? But I was struck mm. down with the COVID, so oh, kind of saved us, didn't it? In a way. Um, I'd, I mean, to be honest with you. I say I don't care. I text Ryan the other day saying if he wanted to go to the Crawley match on Saturday, that's a way, FA Cup yeah. first round. Family matters have, have held Ryan back and I know for a fact that I'd attempted him into it had the family not been down. And he's looking at yeah, me like... Yeah, just working as well. Yeah, nothing yeah. else to do. You'd have, had, you'd have been defenceless. It would have been like tempted. It would have been like one of those King Arthur films when you think, oh, they're so... They're, they're, they've not got enough army against that much bigger army. Like, they're going to take their kingdom from them. It would have been like, they'd have been coming around your house, like, knocking on the door. Crawly away! Crawly away! Do you know what the funniest thing as well was when Ryan said he couldn't go? I said to Soph, hey, Soph, what are you doing on Saturday? <laughs> don't she drag like, it, don't she, drag it. She was like, that. I'm in work. And I was like, I was going to go, I was going to ask you to do a random tram. I reckon I come, I bet she's going, yeah, I'll go for the ride. Yeah. Didn't know what, what she'd let herself in for. Uh, Ryan, one thing you've enjoyed, one thing you haven't enjoyed from football this week, mate. Um, so the thing I didn't enjoy, and I don't know if either of you have seen this, was somebody proposed to the girlfriend at half time at Anfield. I have not seen. Was this. it on the pitch? No, no, in the stand, like sat at the seat, just turned around, whips a ring out. That's people. a narrow space to be people, proposing in. Like, I've, seen, I've seen this quite often. This often happens at the cricket because there's nothing else to watch. Yeah. So they kind of focus in on 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 the you know I don't know if they get a tip off the cameras or whatever. Yeah. But they kind of focus in on it. It's actually it looks okay. But at a football match, did they focus on it, it with the cameras? No, it was someone behind them just filmed. It looked oh. shit. It was just kind of like he pulled it out of his coat pockets and got on one knee. And she was like, "Yeah," and a few people went, "Yay!" And just just swerve it. Like imagine that. Oh, how did it happen? Well, he just subbed Sadio Mane off at half time, and I thought, <laughs> you know what? Now the, the Andrew the Andrew Trossard that just brought us back <laughs> to the table. It was like, why? That shouldn't be Well, a- maybe their thing... I'd like, you know, maybe if someone knows them or knows more information, they could write in and let us know. At Mark and underscore man. Are you looking for ideas here? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, you know, <laughs> ideas for proposing, as you two probably are not surprised by. Not a short list that okay. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just why, proper why, weird. Why is, it, why is it weird? Is this because you hate the institution of marriage? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> is that why you forgot those two weddings a few weeks like, ago? <laughs> I feel like it, it's a bit lazy. It's a bit, and, and I don't know. I just, just you're on the footy, just leave it. Go, <laughs> go to the Lake District or something. Just don't do it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I no, no. There's water around there. What if you drop it in the in the oh. cup then? Aren't you? Yeah, but what about if you drop the ring in like a pie or something? What if you dropped it in your Scotch pie at Carlisle? That's what you should do. Imagine put it, being put, on it, one. put it, put it in the pie. I mean, some, I'd probably be, imagine being on one knee and someone's like, excuse me, fella, go in the toilet. You're like, oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Anyway, what I was saying was just think the last three years. <laughs> and the half-time equaliser is six, seven, eight. And just, oh. Let's watch these people kick a ball into a skip. Into a skip. Yeah, I think the reason it works to the cricket is because... Because everything they, else is well, terrible. Well, yeah, and they, they put it on the big screen. If that's not going to happen, that's Yeah, it wasn't work. on like a big jumbotron yeah, like it is in the not. States where it's like... Jumbotron? Oh, kiss the person next to you and all. He just got down on one knee and someone recorded it on their iPhone. It was like a few people turned around. Were you underwhelmed? Oh, it was just dreadful. Did you still do kiss cams in this day and age? Probably in America. Not, yeah. in, not, not, not in COVID times. Well... Possibly not. Yeah. I've always I've lobbied Trammy long and hard about introducing a kiss cam at the ground. <laughs> That's why I'm always sat in between you two. <laughs> I can't lose. <laughs> I physically can't lose. Uh, Ryan, what have you enjoyed? 
I don't know if I've seen this, and if you if you haven't or any of our viewers haven't, we should tweet a link to it. Carragher was on the BT Sports Champions League panel. Any of you know what I'm going to say? Was he, on, he wasn't on BT Sports. He was, yeah, for the Liverpool game last night against Fletcher. Was he? Yeah, and it was Micka Richards, him, and Maurice Edu, who was an American footballer. He played for Rangers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Carragher didn't know who he was. <laughs> and mid-show, Googled him on his iPhone or an iPad. And Micka Richards got onto it, filmed him, and at Fuck the end, off. they played it. At the end, and he had to explain himself, and he had to stay there and go, I didn't know who you were, so I've Googled you, and Micka Richards is in fits of laughter, and it's absolutely amazing. I was led to believe that they do, like, production meetings and prep for this. He's been sat with him all day. And he was dead polite about it, Maurice, and and everyone was like, well, at least you did your research, and Micka Richards was like, during the show, and he actually went on Wikipedia, and you can see him scrolling on Wikipedia. At least you did, So good. At least he did his Maurice search. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so the things I didn't like that no, joking. Oh mate, it's so good on yourself. I'll send you the link. It's class. Nice. I like yeah. it. I like it. That's um I mean it does go to show the level of I mean we're gonna talk about pundits today as well, so it's good it's a good precursor, I suppose, to that. Um the thing I liked this week was David Moyes, his thousandth game as a manager. His thousandth game. That was uh, as we were recording. Mm. Drew two two with Genk. Mm. Um I think we've we've touched on it before, but very happy for Moisey. He's a good lad. It looks like yeah. he, he was sort of I feel unfairly maligned for a few years. Had some, made some difficult, uh, made, made some bad choices, and had some difficult jobs. Didn't really happen for him. And then I feel like I was thinking about this the other day. It wasn't that long ago there were West Ham fans on the pitch with the corner flag trying to fight people, <laughs> and now it's so true. Now they're like the best team in the world. <laughs> Loving life, aren't they now? Um, yeah, Moyes, you said bad decisions, didn't you? I don't think going to United's a bad decision. Saucier Dad and Saucier Sunderland dad, were bad Sunderland decisions. Was. Yeah. yeah. They're only bad decisions in hindsight, though, aren't they? Yeah. Like mm. taking any job. A bad decision. The Sunderland yeah. one felt like a don't, 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 stay away from that. Needed money, didn't he? Did he? Ah, I think he got paid about 10 million quid from United. Yeah, we still needed a bit more. <laughs> you got to buy lots of crisps. Remember having crisps <laughs> oh, at Saucy Dad in the stand? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just re- I'm just happy for Moisey. I'm happy for... Um, the only thing is that West Ham is one of those really good grounds that you see a result on a Saturday and it's like... I remember they lost 4-2 at home to Watford and I think Troy Deeney scored a goal where he ran round the ball and dinked it over everybody into the far corner and he gave it large... Um, and I always see, you see results like that when West Ham are, say like the seventeenth and they lose at home to what and you think the fume is gonna be really good. So, like yeah. like at Everton. Yeah. Everton do a fume, but Everton's fume is like people are just grumpy. No, Everton the other week were we're wanting Rondon to be sent off. No, That's just amazing. No, but I mean like with West Ham Fellas are going on the pitch and getting the corner flag and trying to scrap people. They were all gathered, they were all pointing at David Golden Sullivan, weren't they? Yeah. Throwing coins and stuff on. And I think, you know, people say, Oh, we don't like to see that. Yeah, we do. Like that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here for that content. <laughs> um and when you see a result like that, you think, cannot wait for that on match of the day, you know, because it's gonna be proper aggy. And I'll, I'm here for it. Like I'm really here for it. Yeah. And so in one respect, I'm disappointed about that. But West Ham are quite a fun club and they've got a lot of bottom. The Emmas. And uh, and Moisey's great. We met him in France. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, and he was. We we were at. Um, he was very shocked to see us. He was. 
we were we were shocked to see him. Yeah, we, we just we, shouted Moisey. We were in we were at Switzerland versus Romania, and we just got through the fifteen security gates to get into the ground. Yeah. And as we were walking around, somebody, one of us, must have just gone, "Is that David Moyes?" And then someone else went, "Moise!" <laughs> and he and he was going into like the um, the executive box mm. sort of area, the VIP area. Anyway, he popped his head back out, and we were like, "Come have a photo." And he was like, "Yeah, no problem, boys." Came over. He's like, "What are you doing he here?" He's like, "What are you doing here?" And we were like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> and he's talk a picture with us. He, he's good when he when he just gets a team settled, isn't he? Yeah. Like, doesn't want to make loads of transfers. Just wants to make the right transfers. Do you know what I found interesting about him was um, last year he obviously went on a big run, uh-huh. and then he was like, he came out and said, "I think we've only just scratched the surface with this." And I was like, "That's a big claim, mm. huge." Claim. And he was right. Massive claim, and I was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. You normally see managers say things like that. Solskjaer said it a couple of times, and you're like, come on, mate. He's just it, it's just completely backfired. <laughs> and you're just like, mm, a bit worried when people say that, but he's, he's, he's going well. Yeah. He came back, didn't he, and he said, you know, we're going to do what a David Moyes-size does. Run. Win. <laughs> oh. And people went, what? <laughs> Never won anything. <laughs> I just made the weirdest noise ever. <laughs> uh, but no, they're doing really well. And they're fun. They're really fun to watch as well. Yeah. They're, they're ridiculously consistent. Like They're like an eight and a half out of ten every week. And they've got loads of players that are like fun to watch. Like, you know, you, you, you like a Ben Rahm is a, a good player. Jared Bowen, and Antonio's great. Goals, yeah, they, they do. Declan Rice has been really brilliant. got a out and out striker and now Antonio's he's playing right back for them like two years ago it's just mad isn't it utility right back a bit of Haller who's I think the top goal scorer in the Champions League <laughs> spent 40 million on 45 million really good striker didn't work for him yeah. and then didn't even really he had a hell of a time though didn't he so, anyway uh, so. what didn't you what, what didn't you like <laughs> oh uh, the, the thing I didn't like it was sort of self-inflicted really um, Wolves were playing Everton on Monday night and I was watching it and uh, Alex Awobi was doing Alex Iwobi things. Mm. I really don't understand him. I really don't understand. In fact, Tavernier is not the worst player in the in the whole football league pyramid. Alex Iwobi is the worst player. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, if I, if he was if I was watching a championship game now, so I'm watching, I don't know, Barnsley versus Millwall, does Alex Iwobi stick out in that game? And I was thinking, I don't think he does. Like, I really don't think he does. I don't think he offers anything. So I tweeted, took to Twitter, and I, and, I, and I wrote a tweet out about he wouldn't make an impact at a championship level. And then I thought, if I tweet this, he's going to do something good and make me like a twat. So I deleted it. And then he fell over the ball. And I thought, no, I need to tweet this. People need to know. So I tweeted, I legitimately don't think Iwobi has an impact at championship level. He's so poor. And then he scored. <laughs> so I just tweeted, of course, he's fucking scored. <laughs> and I was just like... I knew that was going to fucking happen. No, it's. I got. I haven't checked this out, but I got told this week he scored three Premier League goals for Everton and all three are against Wolves. Imagine yeah. being Wolves. Imagine that thought of. Oh. You'd be fuming, wouldn't you? He sco- and he always scores quite good goals against them. Mm. Remember him scoring at the Molyneux Mo- Mo- last year? It was a good finish. He's just. I just. Maybe he's a street want... football. He's one of them fellas in five aside in a cage. He'd be ridiculous as footwork, but just doesn't translate to. Doesn't, but there's no end product. No, wasn't there something at all? He just he literally just gets it and puts his head down and tries to go yeah. as far as he can go and then loses the ball. Wasn't there something they were saying on Instagram last year? They not being played in the right position or something. I mean, I don't really know well, what his he, position he is. He was even he was even really? played in the right tent for a bit, wasn't he? And I think that's the one just, where he wants to play. Yeah, isn't it? but oh, I mean, God. his goal scoring record's that bad, and he doesn't really get many assists. You can't you can't just 
be a headless chicken in there, can you? Uh, so like when World Cup was going on for years about not being number ben- nine. Not with Benitez, no. No, it's, like it's not going to happen, is it? No. I mean, the, I mean, the only thing is he's, he's game Iwobi, which I always like in a player. Like he, he he'll always, he'll keep going. Like he doesn't shy away from it. Well, but I just I just don't think he offers he anything. He has attributes. He's got good feet. He's fast. He's relatively strong. But it just for some reason doesn't translate to anything. No. You just little glimpses in the corner flag. He'll do a turn or he'll make someone. You go, that was good. But he'll do that and then anything. he'll just give the ball yeah, straight away every time. I, I, I mean, Everton have had a bit of a poor few weeks compared to Jordan at Old Trafford and looking mm. really good. And I don't know whether you need a bit more foresight as a manager. Don't put a Wobie in there. No Bruce one's, no, no one's going to be happy. <laughs> no one's going to be happy they, with that, are they? They've, um, they've got quite a lot of injuries play at the moment, to your crowd. Play to your crowd there for me. Go just play Gordon. Put some, yeah, yeah, just go put him in. That that, that team's poor, though. That Everton team. Like, a lot well, of when, Everton you, when fans. you lose a few players to injury. I mean, what? they had Dina, Mina... Decore, Gomez, and Calvert Lewin were all out. Yeah, Maybe misses. not Gomez, probably doesn't start. But the other, the other players, they all, the other four of them start. And you think they had, um, they had Ben Godfrey at left back, which he he does he's, he does really well in different positions. He gave that goal away, didn't he? But he, he's okay. But Dean is like a top quality left back. Decore's been he probably their been best midfielder. Well. Decore's been. Yeah, yeah, mean is probably their best centre half. And then Calvert Lewin's their their number nine, and so you you can see why that would take. But yeah, you were looking at it and you going, this is considering the money they've spent. This is a drab side. This like five hundred forty million pound under Mashiri. Yeah, it, it's and and the, the, whatever it's a big one into Newcastle. Whatever to want is to be top six or more, and especially under Ancelotti, I think they thought they had a chance of that. And you're looking at it going, you're going to be disappointed in Rafa, but if you're winning around ten and twelve. But look at those teams outside of your cities, and if you look at your your Villas, your West Ham's, your Leicesters, you're nowhere near them. Well, Villa are struggling. I don't know Villa are struggling, but on paper, you are, you oh, shouldn't yeah. be in the top ten. I don't think on that team. I think that team's really average. I don't think that team is massively better than. I mean, the only t- the only squads that you can think that it's probably better than are your obvious ones like Norwich and probably Leeds. I don't think the Leeds squads are that good either. But like, even look at someone like Brentford, and you think, I think I'd take their squad over Everton's at the moment. I just, I just kind of think there's loads of parts there that don't fit together. Like the part, like they've got some players that are good quality footballers, but they're just loads of people who don't fit together. Like they just like they don't work. Like you know when you wear um, a pair of jeans and you put a top on and you look at it and you go. <laughs> it's one of his analogies. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. This. It's it's. It just doesn't work. It's the opposite to what Moise is doing at West Ham, which yeah. is finding a balance, yeah. having as core of fourteen players. But that's what they should be looking at, Evan, isn't it? Look at look at look it's West Ham and things. There's no there's. I mean, it there obviously lots of mitigating factors with it, but I do think, as you say, that that figure right, five hundred and forty million quid. They ran badly. Like they, they, they've had how many directors of football? They've just been that ran, ran badly. Terrible. Ran badly. Mm. The, there's so many different. Um, I know they've had different managers, but there's so many different ideas. What was that season they signed all the number tens? Oh, uh, with uh, Kuman, Rooney, Klassen, again, they had Sigurdsson. Again, they yeah. don't have a backup striker. They don't even have one coming through through the, through the academy the, or anything. They that Ellis Sims, ha- I thought, would get a bit more game time. Like, how do you go into a season with Calvert Lewin up front and that's it? And you're expecting him to be a massive battering ram as well. Raff is paying for all the mistakes everyone else has made. Because essentially he couldn't yeah. sign anyone, and the two signs yeah. he made have been quite good. Oh, it's, it's not on him. The but signings he's made have done okay. I mean, I know they don't like Rondon, um, 
I kind of saw the sense in signing Rondon if you've got no other options available. Yeah, it's his mate, isn't it? Yeah, and like, you, you say what you want about Rondon. When he was at Newcastle, he was good. He was, he was good. I, I just... Um, Let me just read just this, though. Sorry, I'm talking. Because um, he's, he's going to get a lot less time, isn't he, Rafa? Yeah. By, by yeah, but he's, he's already on it. He's already on but, a hand to nothing, isn't he? But th- these are the next five games. Spurs at home, Conte's first league game. Ooh. City away, Ooh. Brentford away, the Derby at Goodison, Arsenal. Oh. You can see them getting no points from that, can't you? Yeah. You're not getting more than four, are you? But you know what the thing is, though, about... about and then being, it's about, Palace and Chelsea away, and then Leicester at home. You know what, Everton, like, though, they'll <laughs> probably win a few of them, and then so, they'll just lose at home to Norwich so, or somebody. So does, just... he, does he even see December out? Well, that's it. I think the owners have got to be strong there and realise that Everton don't want another rebuilding job, but they need a rebuilding job, and that's just... <laughs> but they've they've just got to get this every, one right. I know. I, th- I, th- I think if you if you stick with Rafa and you, you, you give him... The, the players that he wants if you know once they're able to do that financially then I think over the course of three or four right. seasons you're in a better position than when he came in mm. yeah probably but you're looking at a leaky roof and putting buckets underneath it and just swapping it out all the time at the moment yeah, yeah it doesn't true. make any sense well they're building a new roof aren't they over on Bramley <laughs> Moor Dock so. yeah, they are yeah you mentioned Antonio Conte there right that's who we're going to go to after the break we're going to take a little short break and then we'll go to the first of our notable news stories in part two my name's Rick Edwards. Welcome to Man Marking. We're asking, where's the talking, lads? Welcome to part two. As I mentioned, Ryan, Antonio Conte, he's returning to London. We're all excited. And what are your thoughts? You you were hot on the old managerial merry-go-round last week. It's spinning. Oh, it's spinning like a, a lot, Catherine it? wheel. It's oh, spinning. It is. Yeah. No, it's spinning a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Antonio Conte, Tottenham. Is is this the one they wanted in the summer? I don't think anyone really knows. I don't know. Is the one that you want? Uh, Eighteen month deal struck me weird. with a, a further option of a year. That's weird, isn't it? Odd, very odd. What are they doing in that eighteen months? I don't know because again, like we were just talking about Everton, weren't we? There's a few issues there at Tottenham. I mean, might keep Harry Kane along. I does, don't know. Does, I mean, does, does, did really well with Lukaku. So does, might, yeah, does a help. signing like that? make somebody like Harry Kane think differently about wanting to leave? Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> this is so it's such a strange appointment. I think you spoke about it in a WhatsApp group. Like again, what's your direction? Obviously the Champions League. Yeah. It's gotta be. But you've got to compete against them. United are ahead of them. And they're, but it's interesting. they're really, really bad. They're only a, they're only a few points off no, the top not, four, aren't not, they? It's it's, it's, it's a strange position because you think Tottenham have been pretty terrible this season. It's not insurmountable. And only sit a few points off off the top four. <laughs> Um, and I, I think if you're Tottenham and Antonio Conte is available, and you will have sounded him out before you sack Nuno, and he's gone, yeah, I'll take it if you give it if you offer it to me. I don't think you've got any other choice if you're Tottenham to go and find it. But Ryan was talking about Everton needing a rebuilding job. Tottenham, Tottenham have needed a rebuild. You know, Pochettino said a number of seasons ago that they need to get rid of some players, a bit of dead wood, just freshen the whole place up again. And they've not really done that properly. That's what they need to do. Now, I don't know if Conte is the right man to do that, but what Conte will do is he will drag him to a level where rebuilding is easier because you can attract better players because he'll probably leave them in the Champions League, whatever happens, Mm -hmm. because he's that level of manager. But what he can actually achieve in that 18 months, maybe two and a half years, is it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. I mean, I I just wonder whether... Well, I suppose they're going to end up just bouncing round managers for 
for a while. But I mean, I, I because Conte doesn't stay at many places for a long no, time. No, he doesn't. Does he? I two, mean, he two, two seasons at Chelsea, didn't he? One yeah. season where they won the league. No, the second season was a bit of a disaster. Just with Conte, though, if he can somehow get them into the Champions League or win an FA Cup and get them in the top four and then leave in two years, I suppose... Your Tottenham Hotspur, the Champions League club, perhaps. That's what I mean. I think the Europa Conference. He's not. He's not going to be there for five or ten years. And I think Tottenham almost because they had Pochettino in in a similar way, but not exactly the same as as Arsenal and Man United. They've got that kind of. They're almost hankering after someone to stay there for a number of time for a number of years and put put down roots. Conte's not going to be your man, but he maybe get you to a level where the person who does come in after that. Yep. It has got much smoother job. And that 18 months is because that's what Conte wants. Spurs would have given him five years, wouldn't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. It just seems a bit weird that he turned it down in the summer. Well, he said it was too close to... The whole ending it into was quite messy. Yeah. Because of all the financial stuff that's going there. They sold Lukaku, didn't they? And they were they were almost going to sell Lutaro yeah. Martinez. And I think it, it ended quite badly. And he said it was emotionally, it was too close yeah, to ending enough. there. And he wanted a bit of a break. And it may just have been... I'll just hang on. He he said he wanted the United job, didn't he? So maybe mm. he was like, I'll hang on for that. And then he's got weird, it's not happening anytime yeah. soon. So I'll go and take the Tottenham job for 18 months and then the, probably the United job might be available. And I don't know, but it's it's as good an appointment as they're ever likely to make. Yeah. There isn't just, anybody yeah. else that, 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 that's better than him. It's just really confusing. It's available. It's confusion, yeah. it's confusion planning. Like, I mean, from but the there isn't any planning, is there? No, I know. That's what I mean. It's just like, you've gone for Nuno and went, oh no, we don't like the football you play. Well, I'm sorry, that's the football he plays. Well, do you think maybe... Like, do you think maybe... You just spent 10 million quid to get rid of him? Do you think maybe Daniel Levy's looked at it and gone, we want Antonio Conte. He's not going to come now, but I think he would come if in a few months. And so why don't we just hire someone that no one's that bothered about and will probably be quite easy to just kick off a pitch. Like, he won't I be terrible. I don't think he's thought about it that much. I think Nuno's about seventh on the list. But it's so weird desperate. how they how they got there. How, so it went on for ages. I know. Well, do you know what I find weird? I said it in the WhatsApp group the other day. Don't you think it's dead odd how a club can make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, as Tottenham have done, not backing Mauricio Pochettino, sacking Mauricio Pochettino, hiring Jose Mourinho, Hiring new no, all this, those bad decisions that made over a period of time, and then they still end up with probably the third best manager in the world. Mm. Like it's so odd how football works at that level, isn't it? Like you just think, what? There's almost no, there's almost no kind of reason why you would bother making plans and and put all the effort into having concrete plans. You just think, just fucking go with the flow. We've got so much money, we can just do whatever we want. If Conte is available, we'll get him because we can pay for it. That's where teams like Spurs benefit from the brand of the Premier League because you can still be eighth place and have that pull. And I suppose nice new stadium. You've got Son and Cade. You've got a lot to to work on. And they were in the Champions League final a few seasons ago and that's obviously elevated the image as well. Or they want to be more of like a brand club. Bit of a United well, yeah, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, got yeah, technically that, all yeah. that, aren't got they? The American links. Do you reckon that's in, what they kind of want to be? In London as well, which helps. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I think he'll do, he'll do his stuff only Conte, but I mean, again, that midfield's not brilliant, defense isn't great, and you've got two really good attackers. So there you go. I'm really hoping, and I'd, and you know, I, I'm hoping against hope, almost in a way. I really want someone to get the best out of Ndombele because he's just, I love watching him. Hmm. He's so fun. Yeah. And he's he's technically he's superb. When they were there was a game where Tottenham were playing Man United, not the one on the weekend just gone. 
and and Dombele and Pogba were playing against each other. And I was like, just absolutely filthy ballers just on the pitch here, mm. just balling. You know, doing that thing, like he does that thing in Dombele where you think, oh, he's lost it. And and he drags it from nowhere, just round people. He's he's class. That's it's someone like a player like that. We think hopefully he can he, he can, can get go the best both ways, can't he? Yeah, no. Someone can just dip the shoulder either way, and it's, yeah. it's really satisfying. Just, to watch. I mean, obviously, it'd be hard for us to say this. But do you think, as a Tottenham fan, you'd be a bit annoyed about like obviously the recent appointments? I mean, because your identity was kind of oh, we got Mauricio Pochettino, and he's really young and upcoming. Yeah, guy, and like there was a bit of uh, substance to yeah. it. And now we've gone for like not they're not soulless managers, but the managers will take anyone. But see, no real massive connection. I know there wasn't with Pochettino, but he built that connection. Didn't there was he? there was an interesting thing that I, I was. I listening. just wonder whether the they're kind of like oh well we're just getting Chelsea's cast offs and all these well, other people's cast offs. Isn't that funny? I find that strange. So, so Tottenham have had uh, Andre Villas Boas mm. after Chelsea, Mourinho after Chelsea, Conte after Chelsea. I don't, I don't, I think that's just a coincidence as much as anything else. But I do think. There was something I was listening to. They were saying Pochettino took Tottenham to a level where they could hire Jose Mourinho, but it was at the point where they shouldn't have hired Jose Mourinho. But Daniel Levy is he wants the club to be at that level, to be at that elite level, and he he almost couldn't say no, like he couldn't help himself but hire Jose Mourinho just in case it was the Jose Mourinho of. Ten years ago. Well, hopefully it all works out because on the day that that you know they're a really good looking side with you know Kane and Son up front, they're brilliant. Handsome fellas, aren't yeah, they, mate? No, well, I mean, the way they play. Couple of good looking lads. You know, Eric died at the back. Oh, speaking his uh, speaking his languages. Yeah, speaks many languages. He was t- there was him and Ronaldo were mouthing off against each other in that Tottenham Man United game. I was thinking, oh, they're doing it in Portuguese, and it died like, oh, I can speak some <laughs> as well. <laughs> um. Ryan, you wanted to talk about football pundits. We had a little chat about Callagher at the top. I think your exact message was, can we talk about pundits being shit? And then that yeah, was your exact so message. Obviously with he hasn't the, expanded on this yet. With, no, the, I'm with the news around Jeff Stellan leaving Gillette Soccer Saturday. Is, that what, is, is he leaving, is he? He's leaving, yeah. He announced last week that he's leaving in, at the end of this season. So there's been a lot of talk about who will replace him, who, who's out there, and... There's just a lot of shite out there at the moment, isn't it? To, oh, to dross, be, to, be, to be frank, there's some good ones as well. And I was kind of looking through the, obviously through Twitter, it's not always great, but I was kind of looking at some of the things that have been said this week. It, it, there's one quote I saw, which was um, <laughs> the very good <laughs> Gabby Agbamwaho, oh. who said, if I was Pep Guardiola, no, sorry, he said, if I was Daniel Levy, I'd pick up the phone to Pep Guardiola and I'd ask for 90 million for Harry Kane. And I was like... Do his voice. Do Agbonho's voice. Oh, no. No, don't do that. Just oh, carry on. Do it. I was kind of, I was, I was sitting there like trying to get mid and I was like, imagine that conversation. Like, I have Pep, it's Dan. Yeah, Daniel Levy, yeah, yeah. I know, I'm so the, happy. The, the, the I'm top so happy on I'm so Any, happy on Anyway, do you, want, do you want Harry Kane for 90 million parts? It's like, why, why wouldn't he ring Shake Mansour for the start? Why would he ring Pep? I, didn't fig- I couldn't figure that out. And two... That's not even like talking football, and we've got this thing in this country where we just think we know everything about football to the point where it was. I was watching United Villarreal in the Europa League last season in the final, and do you know when it comes up the name underneath, like 
played 150 games yeah. for Ireland or something. There was one and it said something like, I think it was an ex-Arsenal player, and it was like, played against Villarreal in the 2004 <laughs> semi-final of the Champions League. And I was like, just go get someone like Diego Forlan. Fly him in. He's played for both clubs and just get someone who knows about both clubs. Stop assuming we can talk about things we can't. I don't think Diego Forlan speaks and English, so that might be a little bit of a stumbling block. He will. He'll be fine. It's just, it just one of them things, isn't it? He'll this be fine. Where, don't worry, Ant. You look worried. Stop worrying. He'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. My next point was going to be when I listen to people who are like now they tend to have not played the game at the highest higher standard. So you yeah. talked about Quest earlier. You got the lads from the not twenty, not two twenty, not uh, top twenty, not top twenty, alongside someone like a Clinton Morrison. Ugh. And when Clinton speaks, I'm I'm just thinking, mate, just shut up. Well, and the, when someone like George Maxwell speaks, I'm like, oh, this you've obviously the, known your stuff because I think I think there's a part of it where if you're a former footballer and you want to do punditing you will be able to get a gig somewhere because yeah. there is so much punditing available but I think for people like like so the podcast that I listen to um, other than the excellent man marking podcast uh, like the Guardian Football Weekly for example they're all journalists who want it the only football that they have on it is Marcus Bean who's, who's really good to be fair but yeah. they have primarily journalists and the way that they talk about the game is so different to the way footballers talk about it and I just find the majority of footballers talk about it in such basic ways like such binary ways like I was watching the other day on um one of the one of the evenings this week when the league cup was on they had like a you know they have the Gillette Soccer the Gillette Soccer special panel on yeah and they talked to them beforehand so you have Mason on they had oh, good old Mason Lee good Hendry Mason. They had Darren Bent and they had Glenn Johnson. Paul Mason just did his normal Paul Mason thing. Glenn Johnson was okay, actually. Darren Bent and Lee Hendry. Like, I like Lee Hendry. He seems like a really nice fella, but they just say things. They don't, they mm. just, they're like, like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I think they could, you know, I really think they should, you know, why don't they just get the wingers forward more? I really think they should be just attacking, which get in the box, <laughs> isn't it? And you're just like, what is this? Like, what yeah. are you, at? like, what are you, I think, that, like, the the thing with with journalists is that a big thing for journalists that they're, they're, they're taught is you have to give the audience something they didn't already know. That's the whole point of journalism. You have to tell them something they didn't already know. So they that's drilled into journalists. So when mm. you hear a journalist on a podcast or see them on the telly or whatever it might be, they're constantly looking to try and tell you something you didn't know. I've spoken to this person, they told me that. I've looked into the data and this tells me that. Yeah. Whatever it might be. Whereas the thing with footballers is just like, I'm Darren Bent. So I've kicked the ball in the goal for a team. So if I tell you about kicking the ball in the goal for a team, mm. then it's it's the must be I, I've done it. So yeah. I must know about it. And I just think I just think it's so basic. It's like not it's, so it's not just football that has this problem. It's ev- I think oh, it's, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty much every sport. But yeah, it's like oh well, you can't say anything because you didn't play for England. It's yeah. like no, come on, what, what are you on about? Like, and then it, there's always been those like shouts for journalists to be on telly more. And I'd, I would agree to it to a point. The problem I think I have with it is the way football and, and any sport has been presented hasn't changed for a good 30 years. It's, 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 no, it's, it's just a generic box. And the the most telling one is is when the World Cup's on and, I don't know, Senegal are playing Japan. It's on BBC. Should we talk about England? Yeah, go on, we'll talk about England. No, but see, like, what's the point? No, but like, see, this is I one think of the, it's just, no, this just is a where frame. I, but this is where I disagree, and this is where my issue comes with it is, is that if you go outside of that 
and you you I think podcasts have been really good for this, giving other people the opportunity. To, and this is why you fucking see on Sky Sports or on BBC or whatever it is, they're like, oh, we're doing a podcast now with Robbie Savage. Has he not got enough avenues to talk <laughs> shit about football? He's on the BBC on the fucking Five Live. He's on BT talking shite as well. Why are you giving him a fucking podcast as well? Yeah, it's leave us alone. Well, I, I, I just I, my only thing is is that they'll just it's just a box so you've got like a little framework and they've gone oh yeah that works and it you know by and large it does United play terribly oh what am I going to tune into Roy Keane having a go with someone Gary Neville trying to defend him and Jamie Carragher laughing his head off it's Manchester corner. United exactly and, and then it just rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat and but, it, that but is, that's the, but that's that the mainstream changed. and it's crap that it's so crap and I think I think changed. it treats the audience like they're thick that's what I. That's what well, annoys that's, me. It treats the audience with disdain. It's going. We don't have Sylvan to try with disdain. this. Sylvan disdain. It's just going. <laughs> you're going to be engaged in this because that guy used to wear a and, red shirt and, and kick I it in the goal. I think you have got to separate it. So if you're just on comms, that's different to if you're doing post match yeah. or you're doing Gillette soccer Saturday or you're chatting shite on talk sport. You've got to kind of separate those avenues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the commentary element. They're all different skill sets, yeah. but they they don't see them as skill sets. Because some of the they just Sky same Sports as, I'll stuff, just talk about I don't football. All, I don't really mind Carragher and Neville post match going through some things. I don't really mind. See, they, that, they, that's they, not they, too bad. I don't. I have some issues with them, but at least they do try and tell you something you didn't already but know. They hmm. they've had the they've almost got the platform though. Yeah, they've got a big thing of digital platform in front of them, yeah. and they've come. We've just watched this, and now we can. Yeah, but to be it. fair, I've seen loads of pundits do that, like Michael Dawson and people like that, and they just go, "Yeah, the thing is right. They're right back here." He just needs to be closer. Yeah, I can see that, Michael. Yeah. There's a big fucking hole of 40 yards between the right back and the centre half. <laughs> Tell me something else. Well, you know, they're just a bit too deep. I fucking know, Michael. They're on their fucking goal line. I quite like Dos as well, to be honest. I think well, he seems all right. Player. I don't want him on a telly. Nah, Get off right. me telly. Right, go on then. So, who was, who was your favourite pundit you can have past, present, whatever? Uh, favourite pundit. No, like, on the telly. On the telly? On the telly, favourite pundit. <sighs> it's, a, it's a crap list to pick from, isn't it? Past or present? Yeah, I just don't. Hanson was always was always good. Um, I tell you who 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 I've come to to like a lot more. Alan Shearer. I think he's someone who I think the thing was Alan Shearer when he first came on match of the day was really was you a bit like oh, this is not really he's a bit boring he's a bit you know he's someone who's worked at it he's like worked hard yeah. to get better as a pundit and I find lots of them lots of footballers and I may be generalising here but I, it just seems like it, they just turn up and lots of them haven't done any prep. Lots of them don't know anything. Some of them will actively be like, I don't really know what his name is. What's the fella who plays left back for West Brom? Him. Yeah. He's a good player. I mean, like, you don't even know his name. <laughs> that happens in the FA Cup a lot. It, it happens. Yeah. I just think it's I just think it's it's not good enough. Who's yours? Um I think Hanson was good. I don't actually mind Carragher. I think Carragher's yeah. quite good. And I think he's quite good because he doesn't try and fill gaps. So sometimes I'm listening to a game and Gary Neville hasn't shut up for five yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's true. And then Carragher comes in. I'm like, oh, Carragher's on comms as well. And it's like eight minutes into the game. And I kind of like that because he sometimes with Gary Neville, I feel like he might, might just stop talking after you watch some of the game. Mm-hmm. And one thing he doesn't do, and I think he does this really well, is when Liverpool are playing, he's, he's almost... Not, doesn't sort of big them up when they could be 3-0 up against Chelsea 
and he's not going on about it in the way that Rio Ferdinand does whenever they win yeah. more than three games in a row. And he's quite critical of them when they fall below the level in the club. And I think he does that really consciously. McCoist. I didn't none of us mention well, McCoist. Well, isn't, McCoist is enjoyable, but he's not analytical. Yeah, but I think you have to offer one but or the other. That's what I was saying before about commentary is different to the post does is different does, to radio. McCoist does stuff in the studio as well, and he does radio. Does, does a lot of the talk sports stuff. And, and, and I, th- I think if you're not going to be if you're not going to be absolutely on it and analytical and be able to offer some, some insight, you've got to be entertaining. Lots of people who just... The Clinton Morrison's a really good example of it. Lee Hensley was another one. I was just like, you're not even engaging. There's nothing interesting about... You. You're not You're not like really erudite and you're not, you know, funny or, you know, you're not really... You know, you haven't got really clever sayings. You know, there's just nothing that's I feel that's like we're missing in. someone though. Is there anyone you were going to add that we haven't brought up? Emma Hayes is good. Emma Hayes, yeah, Emma is, Hayes very good. is very good. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, I mean, my favourite one was Hanson, and, and he is good. And he, he was brilliant. He at was it. bad for the English game. <laughs> he was brilliant <laughs> at it. And it, you know, it's just, a, it's a really. I see. I think you kind of led by, by the person there. And Sky Sports News has gone through a massive change in the people mm. that are in there for right for like obvious reasons. They wanted to get rid of those three, and they've been there for ages, and they were. They had their bad points, but they were they were good, and they were settled. They're kind of like a settled team, so it will look weird, and it will look awkward, and it is for the most part. It is when you're trying to, I mean, you're trying to listen to them. It's hard. I liked them I, having Calvert Lewin in there the other night. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. I think that needs to happen a bit more. Jurgen Klopp was on it one week, wasn't he as well? And that was yeah. that was quite interesting. I don't know. I just find I just think it's always former footballers or current footballers. Like, but they're in a box on Sky Sports News for me. Like, it's literally like, oh, can we just recreate Jeff Stellan all the time? And that would be your worry. Like if you're going to do the same things over and over again, you're just going to get. It's, it's going, going to be. A, it'll be. It might. I. I think it'll be a former footballer who takes that that gig. It's got to have someone with a bit of character. Like that, well, that's that, it. You've that's got to carry that, Joe. You'll yeah, yeah. end up being like Akin Fenwar or something. Oh, like, yeah. If it's Akin Fenwar, I'm never watching it ever again. Um, <laughs> I bet you it's Akin Fenwar. I'm did not you, watching sorry, it. Did you see Akin Fenwar's picture the other day? I think one of his kids supports United, and he's a big Liverpool oh, fan. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it was hilarious. <laughs> just ridiculous. He had a chair of himself on the wall. Liverpool stuff on it. He was just basically laughing at his child and put it on Twitter. I just don't. Oh, I just. God. He's just annoying. He's another one. Stop giving people <laughs> platforms. Fucking does me head in. Um, I want to move on to the championship. Um, it's a bit of a random one. This. This is. This is one of my. It's not really a story, but it was something I was thinking about, and I, and I was curious to get your your thoughts to two of you. So I was watching um, Fulham West Brom on Saturday. Um, and we are talking about this. We should, should give a bit of context. We are talking about this after Fulham beat Blackburn 7-0 away from home the other night. Um, so watching Fulham West Brom, and obviously those two are probably two of the three favourites for promotion this year, along with along with Bournemouth. Um, and I just, I was watching it, and I just felt like there was a little bit of lack of jeopardy with it. Fulham were much better than West Brom. West Brom looked quite poor. Um, Fulham won quite handily in the end. A couple of refereeing decisions that went their way, but... I feel like it doesn't really matter what the result is here. You'll probably both go up this year, and if you don't go up, you'll just go up next year. And I felt like I was watching it, and I was like, I feel like I've watched this game before. Because well, you probably have. They've no, been in the championship in the Premier League. <laughs> that, well, that's what I mean. But like, I feel like, and maybe it's just a, a Fulham and West Brom thing, and, I, and it's Norwich it extends to as well, who we, who we had a little pop at last week. Um, but I felt like I was looking at the game, and I was like, there are so many players in there where I think, you're going to get promoted to the Premier League. And I don't give a fuck. I've got no no excitement to watch. And I was like, Mitrovic is one, Tim Ream, Dennis Adoy, Jake Livermore, Snodgrass, Kyle Bartley, oh, Tom Kearney, Harrison Reed, 
Matt Phillips. They were just players I was looking at, and I was like, I've seen you in the Premier League loads of times, and you weren't very good, and then you're going to go back down into the Championship and be good again, and then go back into the Premier League and not be very good again. So anyway, so I was thinking about this. I was watching it, and I was thinking, this is this is fucking annoying me. It's crap. There's no need for it. It was quite a good game. Quality is pretty high. Is this the topic you've got loads of stats on? Well, it, I had a little go with this. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and I, I think, in a way... I think the data set isn't big enough for it to actually demonstrate anything. Because what I was thinking about was, I was like, I was thinking, I wonder if, because I was thinking this year, we're probably going to get Fulham, West Brom and Bournemouth who are going to get promoted. One of, two of those three will go up automatically. Yes. The other one will be in the playoffs and they might get Scotty's promoted. Boys. So boys. we might get all three of them going back up, which doesn't happen that often. But I was wondering, I wonder if there's more teams that have gone straight back up since the parachute payments came in than there was before that. So I looked all the way back to when the Premier League started, um, 1993, and then looked all the way up to the season just gone, and then put the parachute payments in the middle. You've almost got a halfway split. And there's one more season this side of the parachute payments than there was the other side of it. And it was remarkably similar, the amount of clubs. So I was looking at the amount of different clubs that have When been was that? Mid-2000s? 2006, 2007. That was when the parachute payments came in. So... From before, so from the start of the Premier League to the parachute payments, I was looking at how many clubs had had three or more promotions. So you had Bolton, Leicester, Palace, and Sunderland all had three promotions between that time. And there were six clubs who had two promotions and 17 clubs who had one promotion. So 27 different clubs got promoted in that time. And then I was looking at um, how many clubs, and then I was looking obviously at the other side of it. With from the parachute payments up to the modern day, you've got Norwich, you've had four, it will undoubtedly make it five next season when they get relegated this season, then promoted again next season. Burnley have had three, Hull have had three, West Brom have had three, and they'll probably make it four. Um, and Fulham have had two, probably going to make it three this season. Um, but the, the, the interesting thing I found was because I expected, probably just because of my bias of being pissed off watching the game was that there would be more this side of the parachute payments than the other side, but they're like remarkably similar. So there was 27 different clubs before the parachute payments, 29 different clubs afterwards, one promotion for 17 sides before, 18 afterwards. So dead similar numbers. And I was thinking, oh, maybe the parachute payments haven't made that much difference, but I feel like they have made a difference. But the only, sorry, right, just one sec. Um, the, only th- the only thing I could find that kind of would support that in a way, but again, I'm not sure... I'd, I'd, we need someone who knows anything about data. I was just, I was just, I was just writing Birmingham and Blackpool and stuff into a spreadsheet and hoping the answer would come out. But there were of of the whole across the whole of the time that the Premier League has been in place, there have been forty one different clubs that have been promoted from the second division into the into the Premier League. So either from the Championship or Division One into the, into the Premier League, there were twenty seven different clubs up to the parachute payments. There've only been another fourteen different clubs since then. So I thought. That that number may continue to get smaller to a smaller group of teams. You like to Fulham, Norwich, Bournemouth, um, West Brom. Those clubs that have gone in, got the parachute payments, and then just bounced up and down between the two. Mm. But the other thing I was thinking about as well was loads of the clubs on this list of teams that have been promoted since the parachute payments have had really bad difficulty with finances. Yeah, and I I was thinking about that as well, and obviously the increased finances plays a big factor in this as well in terms of teams being desperate and I wonder if I was I was concerned so I was like is the championship going to lose the competitiveness the kind of oh anyone can be anyone-ness 
that made it makes it so good and maybe it's not a massive problem now but in 5 10 15 years if it carries on with the way that we're doing parachute payments it might be a problem Ryan go on you were going to you're going to say something well I was just going to say to kind of not so much back up your theory but why you may feel how you felt I think it's getting worse now hmm. so I think you've still got a point but I also think that a lot more clubs have rich owners as well which isn't going to help which is kind of what you've touched on hmm. so Former owned by a billionaire. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth, I don't think he's quite a billionaire, but I think he's been valued over that with his assets. West Brom are Chinese owned. Stoke have obviously got the coach. Chef United have got Saudi owners. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at it and you're going, well, as well as them being yo-yo clubs, the yo-yo clubs, because they've now fallen into that kind of elite mm. bracket. And then, as you've said, 41 clubs since 93, that's almost half of the whole of the football league. Mm. You kind of think, but the rest is just league two and league one clubs anyway, so it's yeah, kind of got to be those, the same. Lots of those clubs are, are now Premier League sides. Uh, but then you offset it, don't you, with Sunderland, Portsmouth being in league one. Yeah. I know like clubs like that. Who, I mean, Bolton, Coventry have slowly, slowly made a, a bit of a return. Yeah. Um, it's only in the recent years you've had like kind of your Huddersfields and your Blackpools and stuff. And I suppose in the early nineties they were your Swindons and your Oldhams. Yeah, yeah. But the Watford are another it one. It feels like your Barnsleys, your Swindons, your, your Oldhams of of the early nineties probably got there by just having a good team for three four years, a good manager, and, and a bit of a run. Yeah. Whereas now you look and you go, feels really nice that Coventry are fourth. Because I feel like they got Matt Godden yeah. up front and a few, and Luton go, are doing well as well. Luton are doing well, Millwall, but you go, none of them can actually sustain. I mean, you look at Huddersfield in seventh; they had a see their two seasons in the Prem. The second season, they were basically gone after like Norwich and yeah. Alwyn. They were terrible, and you go without having Fulham's owner or West Brom's owner or Bournemouth's owner or Huddersfield do can fall in there for a year or two. Hopefully, fall back yeah. out, and you feel and like those hope- occasions will get get harder and harder they will yeah because now it's just like the team's coming out the Premier League well who are going to get relegated this year Norwich Newcastle and who else Southampton say they'll just come straight back up again and you look at it and you go like Bournemouth in the summer sold uh, that winger the Dutch winger oh uh, his name will Denalm or whatever he's called. It's like DJ son, isn't it? Dan Juma. Dan Juma, that's the fellow. I mean, like he's playing weekend we got in the Champions League and for his country and he's like he played for he played a whole season in the championship last season. He's now like a really good winger for a top club with an elite manager in Unai Emery. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> So um yeah, it's just like what chance does little old Preston have down in fifteenth? That's what I mean. I just think like it, it's not a level playing field. And, and you know, no one's under the illusion that it is, but I just think the difference, you know, we talk about the differences of the teams at the top of the Premier League to the teams in the middle and the bottom of the Premier League. It's becoming the same in the Championship, massively. And you think, you look at, say, a club like Tranmere, like ours, wasn't that long ago that we were kind of, every season our ambition was to get promoted to the Championship, wasn't it, under, under say, that Ronnie Moore? That was always like, oh, dead disappointed, we finished 10th in League One. And, like, if you look at us now, imagine us in the Championship. But the first three I years of the mad. Premier League, we got playoffs, didn't we, to get in the Premier League? John Aldridge like, was the top scorer in the second division that year. I was looking when I was looking at the Wikipedia page. I was like, top scorer John Aldridge. I was like, you look at that now. That's so go, weird. Unless we get taken over by someone filthy rich, there's just no chance. No, and the, the bottom four teams in the Championship now have all played in the Premier League. Yeah, and then we we spoke about the strength of League One in the League One prediction show. Like, they're just the teams are huge, aren't they? Yeah, you're gonna. <sighs> 
it does feel like the the kind of small smaller sides there are loads of them have been in the Premier League but smaller sides or top flight they've been in um, it will get like less and less like yeah. certainly automatically you'll get people you'll get teams in the playoffs that you wouldn't expect yeah um, like Barnsley Barnsley last year wasn't yeah it? so you'll get that but they've been in the Premier League as well haven't they but yeah but yeah a long time ago but you look at the um, the the kind of, so you look at Brentford you look at what they had to do to basically restructure the whole club yeah. to even get a chance. Yeah. And you're like, right, okay. It's a lot can of doing. Any, can everyone do that? Like, you think there's... And there has been that model, you know, they're going to sign Bundesliga 2 players and, and yeah. people from abroad. And that came, I'd say it kind of came about from David Wagner. Well, the... the, but, the, the I mean, it's, you are right. It does feel like, I the, mean, particularly with those three. The feels to me like a, you know, a, a group of clubs... <laughs> That realistically are never gonna even get close to getting in the Premier League, of which our club is is one of them. And I'm not saying that 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 I want us to be challenging to get in the Premier League by no means, but I do think it does seem a little bit kind of counterintuitive to have like 40, 50 teams who've got no chance of ever getting to the top. Never mind getting to the the second. And you're talking about decent sized football clubs. Do you know? I just find it. I just find it kind of strange, and 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 it's disappointing. Given, you know, that the you know, I, I just slightly concerned for the championship that it's going to turn into kind of, you know, the Premier League's idea. And in my opinion, is that they want the Premier League too. That's what they want, and I think they'll end up pushing for that at some point as a as a breakaway kind of thing. But it, it it's it's yeah, it's just disheartening, I guess. Mm, possibly, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure it'll go go that far, but you look at. I mean, when Huddersfield got up. It was a. It was just a massive anomaly. Like yeah. it shouldn't have shouldn't have happened. Yeah. They just so there is still that room to to do that. And you look at the people in the in the playoffs right now. It's Coventry, QPR, and Stoke. And I know QPR have been up there, but they've gone through like loads of financial difficulties. It's funny with QPR, they, isn't it? I do find it funny that you give all these teams a lot of money and they go, "Ooh, yay, money!" Let's buy Anton Ferdinand. Yes, get in, and then but then it just turns a bit yeah. sour, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at Hull and Derby down the bottom. Let's not talk about Derby. Wayne's doing his best, <laughs> and let's just leave him to it. Uh, lads, we're going to have a little short break, and then we'll we'll wrap up with part three. My name's Luke Chadwick. Welcome to Man Marking. We're asking, where's the talking, lads? Welcome back. We're going to wrap up now with part three, and we're going to talk FA Cup football. Yeah. CFA Cup first round this weekend. The magic. Dusty magic of the FA Cup. Yeah, and I mean, where else are you going to get ties like Charlton versus Haven't Waterlooville? You've got Yake Town against Yeovil. <laughs> that is the first meeting of two clubs with their name beginning with Y in yeah. like in the FA Cup history. Wow, that's Yake. It's that like seventy three thousand games Sorry, or something. <laughs> what did you say? Me, I didn't think so. Then he did it funny. What did he say? I think he said something like, "That's Yake." That is. Yeah, I don't know why he described it as a funny. <laughs> was that like was like that anti funny? Was that meant to be great? But yate, whatever you wanted to be. I absolutely yated it. Oh, Go on and continue with the fixtures. You've got Rotherham versus Bromley, oh. and then you've got a massive one. Crawley versus Tram, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna do that, yeah. But yeah, oh, Crawley versus Tram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, Sorry, no, mate. It, it's just a ruined Christmas it, again. I <laughs> know yeah, it's a great. <laughs> kids are crying. Um, there's a great weekend, really, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's fantastic. Lincoln versus Bowers and Pitsy. They're gonna have trouble against Bowers against those and two Pitsy. teams, aren't Sounds they? Like a mascot. 
It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't even know what Charity league they're mascot. in. Dane Bowers but coming obviously, up. But it was like a bit of a, a dangerous affair. Everyone wants like a non-league team until you get turned over by one of them. What's the game on Friday night? There's a game on Friday night, and that'll be a non-league team at home against somebody in the football league. It's Sudbury versus Colchester. <laughs> what a and name. I, having seen Colchester, I would say that's absolutely rife. For I a, think so. Why, why do Colchester always, they're always on the telly in the first round against someone like Malden and Tiptree, aren't they? And then they, and then they play All Tottenham the in round three. Yeah, uh, they're always well, against some... <laughs> Malden and Tiptree. <laughs> that's not a team. I think they played them. <laughs> they, got dumped, they got dumped out last year by Marine, didn't they? To be fair, oh, though, did, yeah, you, you could look out. around your house. I mean, we're in my house right now. We could look around and name. We could just say ran two random objects in the house, and that could be a team. Just take Borough Athletic on the end yeah, of it. Yeah, you could play the lamp, a game, the lamp and you? table Borough. Is this real? Or, this, yeah. or yeah, yeah, the the cabinet and shelfville Athletic number nineteen Pontefract Collieries. Wow, that's it. It's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, I was I was having a little moan as I'm want to do in the WhatsApp like group. You. The other I know in the in the in the WhatsApp group about the TV the the choice of TV games. Now I think we've spoken about this before. Um, so when the when the BBC get the FA Cup games for say the fourth round, they'll pick Watford versus Leicester City to put at the prime slot because they're absolutely gagging for a Premier League game. Um, and they've sort of done the same thing here. So on ITV on the Sunday. We've got um, Stratford Town versus Shrewsbury Town on ITV4. That's that's fine. The lower league club at home against the, the football league club away. Uh, St. Albans City versus Forest Green. Well, you know, the, everyone's just gagging to have Forest Green on, on the telly, aren't they? Um, they can fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's fair enough. No, I'd say it's, fair enough. it's not. They'll eventually be there wearing some there's better. There's, there's better ties. There's better ties. Brilliant. Okay, and then they've got Sheffield Wednesday versus Plymouth Argyle as the... the the leading game on ITV. It, Nonsense. It's they, they literally played each other about two weeks no, ago. I, I know, I know. It's, it's crap. Yeah, it's it's so stupid. And yet, the, the thing that I was saying to you guys was, Bolton are playing Stockport. Stockport, mm. new manager in. Davy Challoner's in. Who are? Who are Davy Challoner? Um, as uh, it was described by uh, John Bruin on Twitter as a, a long throw of the dice, mm. getting Challoner in, which I thought was enjoyable. Mm, bit easy, though. Really? You just said Yate? That's Yate? <laughs> trying to be creative on the spot, but that's just like... Standard. That's good, that's a long throw of the dice. Bog standard, though. I think that's good, mate. I enjoyed it. Um, but Bolton have had, had a few difficult results recently. 5,000 Stockport fans going down there. Stockport, you know, they haven't mm-hmm. been doing great, but they got the new manager in. Northwest. That's a game. Derby-ish. Get that. I swear to God, if Stockport win that game, like say they win and there's Bedlam or something, I'm I'm gonna contact Ofcom, honestly. Oh, God. and Sarsovic has just left. Sarsovic's gone, gone there. there as well. I just think I just think, oh, and they've got Dagenham versus Salford on the Monday. Dagenham versus Salford. Yeah. Like, ooh, a former non-league team against the sort of the current non-league team. Ooh, ooh, two teams who are sort of a similar size and both playing red. Ooh, <laughs> fuck off, ITV. I wish, I wish our many, many listeners could see your actions as you did that. <laughs> I really expressed how fucking <laughs> disappointed I am. a lot of jazz hands going on it as does, you did that. You know, I, look, I look over at Ant and you look at him. You he's think, a man who loves FA Cup. He's, a difficult, he's had a difficult week. Yeah. Look at him. I once watched he's a, he's a, a man, game of Potter's Bar. He's, a man, he's a man who is at the very start of his Movember journey. Yeah. Uh, and so... He looks, he looks a little bit troubled at the minute. I'm not going to lie. 
Uh, and he's got he's got to run. He's going to run home after this recording. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking the only thing that's getting him through this week, the one thing he's got to hang on to is the FA Cup first round. Yeah. And I, I think of someone like Anton, I think he's going to look at the fixtures and he's going to go what's yeah. on the telly. What's for me to enjoy? Me, a simple man with simple pleasures. And I'm going to sit down with me pie and I want to watch the FA Cup first round. What have I got? Oh, for fuck's sake. Mm. I've got Sheffield Wednesday versus Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, it's Six not... Neither of them want to win. It's not what... Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Neither of them want to win. We pick these games and like, I mean, I've already heard it from a few Trammy fans. Oh, we don't really care about the FA Cup. We do because we like money. Um, Horsham versus Carlisle. Watch Carlisle the other week. There we go. They're going out. They're getting a right. They're getting, they're getting, a, getting a right. They're getting dumped sure. out. I mean, it's sure. Yeah. 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 They, they could get dumped out. They're, they're, they're up there as well. This what I mean. Just, just, just good ties in there. It's a banana skin or Horsham will get beat 6-0. Either way, it's great. Uh, yeah, brilliant. So they random like a squirrel will run on the pitch. They're like, look yeah. down the FA Cup. Yeah, well, there's like a cat and you're like, oh, there's a cat. And, and the like, ref can't get it off. One the of them. Stewards running after it and then like the centre off will grapple with yeah. it and get it and everyone will be like... You know, you know, you would. Yeah, well, you know, he's, a, he's actually a uh, he's actually a carpet fitter on, yeah, in, his, in, his, in, in his normal yeah. job. So, you know, he's used to getting all the things that are tough and furry. <laughs> you're, you're not joking. <laughs> anyway, back to the action. Is Shrewsbury pick up the ball on the right hand side? But they always have that manager that does everything. Oh, it's the owner. He's the manager. He's the yeah. kit man. Yeah. He's, he's ran the minibus for 25 years. <laughs> this is John Graham. <laughs> I like. I like. I, it. I said John Graham. But. I like it when it's good like, uh, name. You know, big centre half clears it out Ray you haven't even got a stand that it goes into it just goes into a bush and you're there and they're going and they're going oh I wonder if uh, wonder the players from Shrewsbury Town are really going to want it you know are they going to be able to deal with the high balls have you ever watched the lower leagues <laughs> oh, but they do like... falter all the time they absolutely brick it some of them they're like what I think the football what league players this? think that they're better than they are when they go to the grounds like we're just going to pass it around the back actually you know players at our level we actually uh, you know we're going to pass it to our register uh, and then our track you know, we're going to pass it around a little bit and then and then they get unstuck and like shit clip it clip it <laughs> bring off the biggest fell off the bench do bring that, like, that, that drone footage as well someone like washing the dishes but they can see the pitch from the kitchen that always happens doesn't it who's hired a helicopter for this to happen or or there's someone who can see it but they decided not to watch it some of the locals there not enthused it's Mourinho have the the numbers on the on the yeah so they can go and get the balls back I mean that is just brilliant I mean where else are you going to get that I mean no one's interested in, in the French one that starts in like August. The Coupe de France. Yeah, no one's interested in that. It goes the, on for too long. It it doesn't that have I mean like, the FA Cup does as well. They, <laughs> I mean, they have like teams on like the reunion islands and stuff playing. Uh-huh. It's funny. It's a great chance to get back together I, though, I, isn't it? Just just on this and I bore you two because I work with someone who's semi professional player, but he's playing this weekend FA you don't Cup work first with me? round. <laughs> who are you playing? I've got Gateshead, but they nearly got Mask, who we were discussing the other week because oh, they yeah. knocked Chester out and no one has ever heard him. Mm. Is it Mask? Is that Marsk, you say? Mask, yeah, I think Marsk. it was Marsk. So Sounds like a really posh he person he got at telling you what you should have worn during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We said he got to like the last 10 and Trammy was still in it, Accrington, one of North West teams, and mm. they ended up with Gateshead. Well, he would have had a fucking field there against us. But there's a good chance of getting to the second round. Yeah. So. I just, I, I mean, some of it's. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hundred percent. I'm looking at that Banbury versus uh, versus Barrow game, and I'm thinking, there's nothing in that for me. There's nothing in it for me. Well, you, you're more excited by Bradford versus Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Swindon versus arguably, Crew. If you didn't support Tranmere, that's the most drab first round it's ever. It's crap, isn't it? Crawley versus it shouldn't be allowed. Tramier. It's so far oh, so away. You want them, do you want them like seeded? 
no. Well, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just don't make us do that. <laughs> Let us have a choice. Like, when you it, can, like Tinder. Like, Chloe, no. Swipe right. Bambri, oh, yeah. Swipe left on that one. How do, you know, how do you know how Tinder works? I think I said it the wrong way around, mate, to be honest with you. But. Um, no, but I'm saying when we got pulled out as, as Crawley, we could have, like, all text in now. Like it if you like it. Retweet if you yeah, don't. Yeah. Two, more retweets. Back in the bowl they go. <laughs> Put us both back in and jiggle them around. The g- Imagine they did it, drew them out again, but we're at home. All right, we'll do that. Yeah, that's, fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Sheffield Wednesday Plymouth is going to be an absolute bomb burner, and I'm going to be here next yeah, week looking fucking foolish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it just, it's just kind of irritating. They'll, they'll try and make a narrative about the fact that Ryan Lowe used to play for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, and we'll be like. Yeah, the rest of us who watch this all the time don't give a fuck because this has been going on for I ages. always feel like there is a FA Cup Sheffield Wednesday loving for some reason. It's like they're like well, the, the great yeah. British club, aren't they? Yeah, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. It's kind yeah. of like, oh, they're so old and the history. And I think Chris Waddle's got something to do with that. With mm-hmm. mm. Possibly. But he used to play the games there, didn't he? So. Yeah. Um, right. There's probably about, probably about time for us to wrap up then, chaps. I mean, to be honest, if we keep talking, people are going to be bleeding over into the Sudbury Colchester game. Yeah. Although you could turn the sound off, listen to us whilst you watch Yeah, Sudbury, Sudbury versus Colchester. Shite out of Colchester. Sudbury sounds a little bit like an ale, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, what guest ales you got on today? Uh, we got the uh, we, we got the Sudbury. Uh you, or, you can have the Bambury. Uh, <laughs> or you know, you can you can have a pint of the St Albans. What would you fancy? What do you fancy? Ooh, Big massive the, pump. The, yeah. <laughs> Tony, Tony, come and do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan, you mentioned Alteringham before. Uh, we're, we're back on Monday with a current Alteringham player as our interview for Not Monday. Not by accident, this. No, mate. These things, the, the, we had a go at Jamie Carragher for not knowing his stuff. Yeah. You will not see the man Mark and fellas fall foul of such amateurish behaviour. <laughs> Because we have got the current ultra midfielder Ben Pringle. He's going to be on for a really crisp episode we've got oh, on. I, I knew you were going to do on, that. On Monday. That's sandwiched between this episode <laughs> and next week's as well. We've had it in the pipeline for a while. Do, do you... Because they come in a pipe, don't they? You got a pipe. It's not a pipe, that is it. It is. That's what's called a pipe. Hey, pass the Piper Pringles. <laughs> That's what it's called, the Piper Pringles. No. It is, honestly. Pipe. Honestly. Come on in, Babs. <laughs> Listeners... Write in, tweet in, at Mark and underscore man. Use the hashtag, right, where's the we'll, Pringles, lads? We'll put it to a vote. Piper Pringles. Alan Partridge, he calls it a Piper Pringles. Yeah, but that's Partridge. Yeah. Piper Pringles will suffice. That's what he says. It's a pipe, honestly. Come on. Would, would you, you you tell me to come, come on. Come on, we'll put it on a vote on Twitter. And we'll see like it, it if it's a pipe, see retweet what, if it's not. See what the people say. <laughs> Going to be a lot of likes on that. Um, yeah, so we've got Ben Pringle on the show on Monday. The <laughs> Ryan's gone here. We've got Ben Pringle on the show on Monday, the former Rotherham, Preston, West Brom, Trammy midfielder, the current Accrington, Accrington, Alteringham. Oh, we definitely need to end it here. Um, so keep an eye out on our feed for that. As I mentioned, you'll see that on the Twitter, at marking underscore man. And don't forget to use them hashtags and what's them hashtags. Where's the talking lads? And you can also drop us an email, manmarkingpodcast at gmail.com. So enjoy Ben's interview on Monday and we'll be back next Friday. Bye. Enjoy the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> you can hide, you can run, you can hide, you can run, you can hide, you can...